Hey everyone, welcome to Witchy Bitch. Uh, This podcast is for beginning witches who need a place to start learning. Each episode has a different topic, and today's topic is the 12 most common types of divination. So if you don't know what divination is, it's a way for psychics, mediums, or individuals, like, to foresee the future. Um, Yeah, okay, let's get started. Um... The first type, or the first, the most common, is astrology. Woo! Okay. So, astrology relies heavily on the planets and stars. Uh, It is believed that these systems influence what happens um, in the human world uh, and the course with one's destiny, right? So, you may be more familiar with the zodiac signs or even read about your horoscope and like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, right? So some things, uh, some tips that you can look into, right, is learning the meanings of the planets, learning about your zodiac sign and the houses, um, dive into some more advanced topics like squares and aspects. Uh, There's a lot of books. I personally really want to get my hands on uh, uh, astrology for dummies just because I will love those series of books because they're really easy to follow. Um, but yeah, if you go on like Barnes and Nobles, you can buy a used copy for like three bucks and then shipping's like another $4. So the book comes out to eight bucks, which is a lot cheaper than a new one. Um, okay. So the second is a uh, bibliomancy, right? So this is basically uh, it's an, a type of, what am I trying to say? Okay, basically, you use a book to predict the future. And the way you do this is you kind of not scan through the pages, but you want to like quickly flip the pages and then open the book to like a random page. Just open it to a random page, scroll your finger with your eyes closed, and then whatever it lands on. That's kind of what's going on or what you need to do. Um, so uh, bibliomancers, right? They can interpret it as a special or like significant men- uh, message. Um, bibliomancy takes some practice. Uh, when this method is mastered, uh, diviners uh, will be able to predict the future. It's intended to be practiced by an individual specific uh, with special abilities. Uh, it's a way to reach out to the spirit world and receive answers or uh, make predictions. Uh, This is most commonly used with the Bible, but if you're not a Christian witch, then I don't think that applies to you, but you can basically do it with any book or Bible, basically. Um, Third is cartomancy, and I really want to learn how to do this. Um, So it requires a deck of cards, just a normal deck of cards, right? Uh, so every number, suit, and face has a meaning that you have to learn. Uh, so the reader will use the information provided by the cards to apply it to the situation of the person they're reading, whether it's themselves or someone else. Uh, during these readings, the card, uh, the cardomancer will answer questions posed by the person being read, uh, you know, provide more insight on the past, present, and future. 
all that fun stuff. It also plays a lot into numerology, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, I just love it because, like, everything has a meaning. And since it's not, like, tarot... Um, where you have pictures that you could analyze. Uh, it's just like a normal card, so you have to just like know everything and really have a feel for stuff. <sighs> okay, so next is claromancy, right? Uh, so originally this practice involved the use of small objects, so pebbles, crystals, bones, sticks. Um, over time, this divination evolved into using, uh, to using pebbles and dice, uh, which is mostly used today. Uh, to learn claromancy, you need 13 light-colored pebbles and 13 dark-colored pebbles, roughly the same size. Ask any yes or no question. Place the stones uh, or pebbles in a bag or bowl and shake them. While you shake the bag, ask your question two more times. Close your eyes. Grab a handful of stones. Place them on a flat surface. Count the number of light stones and the number of dark stones. Uh, if there's more light pebbles, the answer is in your favor. If there are more black, the answer is no. Um, if you pick uh, the same amount of both answers, there is no answer. You have to try again later. I wouldn't recommend answering the same question two times in a row. Just, like, leave it, come back a couple days later, and do it. Okay, five. Uh, dowsing. Uh, this is a technique often used to receive an uh, answers to yes or no questions. Uh, the psychic or medium will use a dowsing rod uh, or uh, or several to get these answers. Uh, there are two types of dowsings that are popular. Uh, the type used with rods are used to locate areas where they may be water. The belief here is that when the individual walks over the water, the rod will uh, make some spontaneous movement. This method is also sometimes used to find missing objects. The second type of dowsing divination is when the user uses a pendulum to get uh, answers to yes or no questions. Yes, no, maybe questions. Um, there is kind of like cloth or like wooden round things that they sell with yes, no, maybe, ask again, later, all those that good stuff that you can use um, with your pendulum. So that's pretty cool. Um, Number six is fortune-telling, right? And I know you're probably thinking, but Danny, isn't fortune-telling and divination the same thing? No, they're not. They're close and they're similar, but um, fortune-telling is a type of divination. Uh, it focuses more on the future uh, rather than, like, understanding like, past, present, future. It focuses, like, specifically on the future, right? Um, I think that's it with this one. There's not really much to it, you know? It's it's really simple. It's, like, understanding and trying to, like, guess the future. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't do that. Um, so, seven is I Ching, and I actually knew nothing about this one. So... When I was trying to figure it out, I was like, what the heck is this? You know, like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, so, right, the medium throws coins multiple times and takes note of how they land. 
Their pattern is then analyzed using the book of changes to reveal a special message. I Ching is made up of 64 archetypes known as hexagrams. Each one has its own interpretation, offering the use, offering the user guidance for their dilemma. The diviner needs to be fairly familiar with the hexagram meanings and be able to read the message accurately. While this is a simple practice, there are a lot of ways the coins may fall, so it does require some learning. I knew jack about this, so I actually find it pretty cool, and I want to try it out. We'll see. If I do, I'll kind of post it and see how that goes. Ah, okay, so <laughs> number eight, uh, lithomancy. Uh, lithomancy is divination using stones, crystals, sometimes even just rocks. Um, and each piece has a meaning. So before you can use this divination to your advantage, you need to familiarize, uh, familiarize yourself with crystal and stone meanings. Uh, this knowledge will come in handy in the long run. Um, you should actually familiarize yourself with that just in general as a baby witch. It's really good to know. But I'll make a p podcast about that later. So keep an eye out. Um, so... If you want to give this uh, method a try, here are some tips. Place 10 crystals in a mojo bag, shake them, ask a question, pull one out. That crystal's your answer. Uh, sometimes the answer is not straightforward, but really nothing in divination is. You kind of have to dissect things all the time. Um, yeah, just use intuition. A lot of these intuition like is is a really big factor in like, really understanding that voice that comes... From within. Uh, number nine, numerology. I mentioned this early, earlier. Um, this divination practice revolves around numbers and their spiritual significance. Uh, every single number from one to nine has a special meaning. You can use this practice to determine any of the following. Your course in life, what your lucky numbers are, uh, major changes coming your way. Uh, numerology does not require psychic abilities, uh, making it different from much of the methods covered so far. Um, yeah, so you'll just have to calculate your name and your birth date numbers. So I actually got into this about like seventh grade. I don't remember much, so I need to brush up. But basically... Every letter has a number, um, one through nine. So let's say you add up the numbers and it comes out to 13. 13 isn't a one through nine number. So what you do is you take the one and you take the three and you add them together and that's four. So that comes out to like your numerology number for your name, right? Um, or you take your birthday, right? Mine's 12, 21, uh, 99, right? So you take 1 and 2, that's 3. 2 and 1, that's 3. And 99, that's 18, right? 3, 3, 6, 18 plus 6 is 24. You take the 2, you take the 4, you add them together, that's 6. My numerology number for my birthday is a 6. You want to look that up? Have fun. There's some free information about myself. Um, 
yeah, so that's numerology. Um, 10 is scarring, scarring. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's basically using a crystal ball. Um, so this is an ancient practice that requires psychics to investigate water, mirrors, crystals that allow them to enter a state of mind where they're able to see spiritual visions. Oh my God, my speech. Um, so you can use a crystal ball. You'll most likely associate this with an elderly woman looking into a crystal ball. Uh, in reality, crystal balls have been used for thousands of years by all walks of life. Uh, psychics and mediums use them all the time to see visions that foretell the future or to communicate with the spirit world. Uh, fire scarring, scarring, scar, I, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> this method, um, is exactly what it sounds like. It's staring into flame. Uh, people with uh, psychic or special abilities will be able to see, uh, receive visions this way. I personally love fire. I always have. I don't know if it's because I'm a fire sign or just a pyromaniac. I just love fire. I think fire is gorgeous. Anyway, off topic. Water scrying, scrying, scrying. I'll look up how to pronounce this later, I swear. <laughs> the last type of this type of divination involves water. You may use a large body of water like a lake, while some people use a bowl. Um, mediums will use the water to interpret vision seen. Almost done. Uh, 11 is tarot. And yes, it's pronounced tarot, not tarot, like you pronounce carrot. It's pronounced tarot like how you say sparrow. Right? So these cards um, help look into someone's past, present, future. The cards, are, it's a form of cartomancy, and I'll explain why later. Um, many people believe that tarot cards are used to predict the future. However, this isn't always true. Um, uh, these cards offer guidance um, and help the reader uh, interpret what their uh, clients cannot. Unlike a regular deck of cards, this deck has, um, this deck includes 22 extras, right? These include, uh, death, devil, the lovers. Uh, you can acquire an illustrated deck or an unillustrated option when it comes to learning tarot. Um, this is my biased opinion as someone who does tarot. Tarot. I keep saying tarot. Oh, Jesus. Tarot. I have three decks, and the first one I got was an unillustrated deck, and it was terrible. Just It had very simple pictures on it, and it was just really bad, and I just got really bad vibes from them. Or not bad vibes, but just like uninterested vibes. So I bought a second deck, which was... Um, it's like three colors. It's like black, white, and red, but mostly black and white. And the pictures are kind of like really dark. It has like a gothic art style to it. Um, so I went to talk to a professional tarot reader and he was like, you know, the cards you use are really important to the way you're reading. He was like, you're reading off of black and white cards, which is going to give you a 
black and white response, but the world isn't black or white. The world is in color. So he basically said that I needed colorful cards. So I finally bought like a spinoff of the Rider White uh, tarot deck. And I love them. They're so gorgeous. Um, they just read better. I don't know. When you have a picture that you're able to dissect and you're able to get the um, imagery off of and you're able to like really understand and dive into the story of the card, it's a total different type of reading. Um, so, yeah, you can go online and learn a lot about this. Um, okay, so next is tassiography. Right. Um, this is basically reading tea leaves after they've been drenched in water. I don't know. Uh, the tea is mixed around in a cup before being flipped upside down into a saucer. The tea leaves that stay inside the cup reveal a message. Um, it's basically the person's job, the medium's job, to interpret the pattern of leaves. This art is known as tassiography or uh, tassiomancy, whichever one you want to use. They're interchangeable started being used around the 17th century. Um, people think this is linked to herbology, um, which is uh, which is part of the healing process. Uh, some individuals use coffee as well when practicing divination. I think this was also done in Harry Potter. I'm not sure. I'm actually going to look that up right now. No, I'm not. I'm lazy. Okay. Um, Oh, shit, it was. Okay, yeah, it was done in Harry Potter. I was right. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Um, anyway, that was really off topic. Those are the 12 most common types of divination. Uh, there's actually a lot more, but we'll get into those later. My goal is to hopefully make a podcast on every type of divination individually, or at least the 12 most common, just individually, um, to really get, like, detailed information about them out there. Planning to do that with all my podcasts. So, if something doesn't make sense to you, PM me, because I would love to, like, really explain things. Because I know sometimes I say stuff, and it doesn't make sense, so shoot me a message. Um, but yeah, that's all for today. I hope you guys had fun. Okay. Bye.